Come on, let's go. Come on. Let's go. how we do things <laughs> oh we're back at it podcast fa style getting getting with it all right things are a little dusty i gotta get everything ready here hey big shout out to the people that make it make it work federal ammunition my buddy rob and everybody up at ranchland outfitters roger sporting goods Local folks, local to me, but big time still. Loophole Benchmate. Uh, <laughs> I should be double fisting beers already. Somebody's <laughs> already folks are uh, jumping on. Uh, feel free to jump on because I, I want to get some comments. We're going to talk to Josh. He's in the Midwest uh, from Outdoor Limits, and Josh kind of travels everywhere. We're going to call him in a hot minute. But if you got reports, listen, the struggle... Man, the struggle's been real this year. Uh, we're still grinding here in the West Coast. We're still going at it. Uh, I still got some time to uh, chase them, and I'm gonna chase them. Like I told somebody the other day, like, listen, dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna chase them till the bell rings here. So I'm not I'm not stopping. Uh, Goose just went out today for us here, but it'll come back in. And uh, we have a late season in February, so we're gonna chase them then. Uh, but we got ducks till the end of the month, and we're gonna we're gonna chase them. But I'll tell you what, uh, the weather has been goofy. The birds have been goofy. The the birds have been like, I don't know where the hell the birds are. I think they're still in Canada on the border. Like maybe they don't think they could come down with COVID. They're just like, hey, we're gonna stay up here. Like it truly has been like that bananas. So. It's been pretty. It's been pretty nuts. So we're gonna we're gonna get to it. I'm gonna call Josh, uh, so we could we could chop it up with him and kind of see what he's got going. He's been traveling a little bit, so uh, we're gonna talk to him and kind of see where he's at, and then we're gonna take some reports. And I'm gonna log on here onto the Facebook page and kind of get everybody's. Oh get everybody's details on what's going on and what's happening so we'll get there what's going on mario hey bubba what's going on oh we're just hanging out this evening just hanging out everybody uh i just uh man i'm telling you what like the listen we've been we're already talking about i've just been stating like the birds have been non-existent uh but to be honest like the weather that we got yesterday I think we got three inches of rain yesterday in one day. So, no way. yes. So, to uh, even remotely talk about like people like, oh, it rains sometimes. Like, we get a lot of rain. Like, bro, you have no idea what rain is. Like, we literally got that much yesterday, and it's it's absolutely ridiculous. So, uh, <laughs> Like I was like building an ark yesterday is what I felt like it rained so bad. So yeah. And the birds have been crazy. So, uh, and now they're going to be scattered. So it's going to be another struggle to kind of chase that. So, um, give me, well, Josh is doing a bunch of stuff with us on FA F final approach. He's been doing great stuff. So we wanted to chat with him and see, you know, where he's traveled, what he's seen and just kind of get some reports and what's going on. Um, 
you know, I mean, you're in the Midwest slot, so you kind of give me a little different, you know, different deal because I haven't been over there this year because everything's just been nuts and travel and the whole deal. So where have you been? Kansas, Missouri, where else? Nebraska. Nebraska too? Yeah, so I always hit Nebraska early in the season for teal season. And mm, then gotcha. their big duck season opens uh, a week or two before the western part of Kansas does. So gotcha. kind of gives me a little bit of a head start going to Nebraska early in the season. Gotcha. So you get to go and check that out and see what's going on. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun because we I go up to the Rainwater Basin area where there's just a bunch of little marshes and you know probably 20 square miles. Right. And you're just able to drive around, find a good hole and go hunt it. And get right and get after them. Yeah, a lot of public ground. That's cool. Um I don't know where Dakota's from. He he checked in. We can get a report from him. There was some cats from uh, Oklahoma who said they were going to jump on and give me some reports and and let me know what's going on. I mean, I already know what's happening in the West Coast here and the and the whole up and down. I mean, the guys down in California, from what I've talked to, have been really pounding the specs and the snows. Um, it's been it's been a struggle on the ducks. I think it's been a struggle on the ducks everywhere. So, uh, what else have you seen? Not as many, like, I guess what I'm seeing is not as many ducks in general here and geese for yeah. that matter. Yeah, it's been a, a really weird year. Mm-hmm. Um, some guys here in Kansas are just killing limits all the time, and a lot of guys are struggling. Right. It just seems like the ducks never made their way down here Agreed. like they normally do. And then, you know, we've, we've had pretty good goose hunts since like early December. Gotcha. So that's what I've been spending most of my time doing is hunting geese because the ducks just, they're not here. And yeah. I've had a handful of good hunts, but most days I've gone out, you know, it's one bird, two bird days. It's nothing, nothing to write home about. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, listen, I'm seeing, I'm seeing the same thing as you. I've been seeing it all year. We started off, man, we started off like, we started off good like it was gonna, uh, like it was going to jump off and then, you know, and then nothing like it went, uh, like it went just silent. <laughs> so, yeah. like, I don't know. Like I said, it started off good and I was like, man, this, this is going to be, this is going to be good. So, and then, and then not so much here. Anthony. Yeah. We check. had a, Go ahead. we had Go. a big cold front come through like, two weeks before our duck season opened in my part of the state and everybody out West where their season was open, they were just killing so many ducks and we're all over here chomping at the bit. And by the right. time season opens here, it's stale. Right. Birds aren't, birds aren't around anymore. It was just kind of a big bummer. Yeah. There's no doubt. Uh, Anthony just checked in and said, Oregon hasn't had the best migration either, bro. You don't have to tell me I'm here. Um, believe me, like we, we usually get a big wave at Thanksgiving. Uh, we usually get a wave in December, uh, and everything is just like, we never got a big wave. We got, they just trickled in here and there. Scott from Nova, Nova Scotia. He said the ducks were, were two weeks late in Nova Scotia. They showed up with two days left. That would absolutely suck. I couldn't even, I couldn't even live like that. (laughs) I couldn't live like that. I would move. I, I hate to say it, so I couldn't I couldn't do it. Um, hey, so let's do this. Like, if if folks don't know you, may, let's go kind of through a little bit of of what you where you started and and you know and what you do because you know listen, you've had a ton of subscribers on YouTube. Uh, you've done really well there, but you started just like did you just start out of like hey I'm gonna just do this and this would be cool. Or how did you get started on on your YouTube channel and doing that? Yeah, so it's kind of a it started in my parents' basement kind of deals. Um, when I was in high school, I was really into fishing, and I was like, "Well, I might film a few fishing videos or something." And my parents were trying to encourage me to do do something with fishing, so I found YouTube, and I was like, "Okay, yeah, I could probably get a camera, and film a few videos." So I did that. Then I went off to college, and it fizzled out for a year or two. And then I just started duck hunting when I was in college. So I was like, okay, gotcha. cool. I'm going to film some duck hunts, post them, see what happens. 
Awesome. And it just kind of it just kind of blew up from there. It, it you know it, it went from just putting a GoPro on a stick behind me and filming my hunts to you know kind of taking my viewers on the journey along with me and you know it's pretty crazy looking back on it how far along the video content has come but also just the amount of people that have stuck around since then and have come along i mean it's just really cool um one of the cooler videos that i saw uh was uh you uh you were paddling out and forgot your gun which is normal normal shit <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean like i, I leave I the house that day. That was... yeah listen i've left i've left the gun at home uh the only thing i've never left home without is the dog because mm-hmm. the dog just won't let you leave like doesn't matter and it doesn't matter which dog i've had like they never let you leave so so that's the only thing i've never left behind uh, but, but that episode, like you leave the gun, you got to paddle back, then you come back and then somebody's in your spot. And then you're just like, Hey, listen, do you guys, it was just one guy's like, Hey, do you want to hunt together? And the guy's like, yeah, that'd be cool. Like that kind of stuff just doesn't happen much anymore. Like usually, you know, let's be honest. Like, like I saw a meme today that said, when you see another duck hunter, like out at, you know, like when you're out and it's like, did we mm-hmm. just become best friends? And then it's like. You know, you see somebody uh, at a public spot. You see another duck hunter at a public spot, and you're like, "Dude, I will, I will drop kick you." Like, like it's stuff like that. Like that doesn't yeah. happen anymore. You know what I mean? So yeah, actually, a month ago <laughs> or so, we were watching this big feed of geese, and I finally got permission to it. And so we go to set up in it the next day, and there's three trucks in the same field we were going to. Well, and sure. We talked to them and we teamed up and there's 12 guys and three A-frames hunting this field. It's, now, see, that would be of, fun. Yeah, it's just a different experience. Not a lot of people team up and hunt together, which, you know, I, I completely get it. You don't know people. Everybody's got sure. guns. And sure. It could go south, but it could also foster new friendships. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, it, you know, usually, like, if that's happened to me in the past, I've always been, I've always been somebody like that. Like, if... If there's somebody that's going to hunt a place or, uh, you know, it's like, hey, do you guys want to, you know, after talking to them for a while and kind of getting the the gist of it and, and seeing what they're like and, hey, do you want to hunt together? Yeah, let's hunt together. You know, I've done it a couple times uh, afterwards, you know, lesson learned. I would, uh, you know, there was a couple times where I go, okay, I, I wouldn't hunt with them again. <laughs> You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. and not even – and listen, it has absolutely squat to do with, you know, can the guys call? Do they know what they're doing? Like I never, I never put anybody down like that. It was like a sheer, like let's say safety slash regulation issue. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm out. Like I can't, I can't do that. So, uh, you know, there was – you know, there was times where uh, one of my friends was going out to a club and and they were shooting next to another club and the other club was just banging away. And they're like, hey, listen, we're working them pretty hard over here. Why don't you guys come over here? And it was two of them. And they got over there and sat in the blind. And when they sat in the blind, like, you know, the guy who's the ramrod of the club or whatever, you know, puts like two, you know, puts like two hen pintails in their blind and, uh, you know, like three or four hen mallards and it's like here you guys go and they're like whoa whoa what like we didn't even shoot mm-hmm. yet oh yeah, yeah just you know we're you know let's just hunt together and the guys and then my buddy and them were like no we're leaving we're out mm-hmm. so obviously yeah, no, that I... was a whole you know that was a hey we're over let's get some more guns in here that was great so mm-hmm. and that yeah, was a kinda... that was a savvy island club that shall remain nameless <laughs> Yeah, here in the I've, I've hunted with some guys like that. <laughs> I haven't hunted with them ever since. Right, and that's it's like just, I didn't wake up I at agree. four o'clock in the morning and come over here to have you shoot my birds. Right, or get a ticket, or you know, or just like just general stuff like that. Like I said, it had it had nothing to do with you know the guys that know what they're doing or this or that. It was always like a a safety regulations issue. And I'm just like, yeah, I can't be around that. Cause that's not how I hunt normally. 
and not going to make a, you know, not going to make an exception, you know, now. So mm -hmm. I'm out. I didn't learn that way, uh, you know, whatever. Here's a couple other guys checking in. Kyle uh, said, we had Ducks in New Brunswick right up until the final day. Good for you, bro. Scott was said there was a lot of geese all through the season. We even had some snows in Nova Scotia, in Nova Scotia, which is rare, and Sandhill Cranes. First time they've seen those in 30 years. Yeah, yeah. Listen, there's been some weird stuff that I've seen as well. Um, I wish I had a name this cool. Funkadelic says, uh, "Love the new flock mallards, bro. Appreciate it. I agree. The flock mall, actually, the fully flock mallards are." nasty like that's what i have in the boat that's all i have in the boat and when i put them on the water everybody that's with me this whole year has been like what are those like look at those on the water like just nuts so so i would absolutely agree uh funkadelics from oklahoma he said plenty of birds in oklahoma i guess i'll get, I've heard that i guess i'll get in the truck lacy heath who's always smashing our uh social media pages uh uh Really hasn't been too bad compared to what I'm hearing from other states. We had more first season, uh, but we're still grinding it out. Just now starting to see some more geese in the southeast area. So that's it, Lacey. Way to, way to give me some info. Let's see. Um, Donald Patrick Watson's telling me uh, they hunt the rivers in Huntsville, Texas, and all the way down to the Texas coast. And numbers went from great to bad since the opener. Mild winter. Yep, we're hearing that. Birds are scattered on the inland. Coastal numbers have been uh, definitely better than the inshore, but still lower from years in the past. Uh, lots of open water, Kyle said. Um, if the season wasn't, op wasn't over, yeah, bro, I hear you. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Adam Sutherland's on, and he said, Sutherland, sorry, Ohio's been horrible. Uh Oh my God! Headed to headed to Virginia this weekend for Sea Ducks. Oh man, that should be good. Um, that should be really good. So I guess he knows. He might know you, Josh. He said who we got on, Josh. So we have Josh on from Outdoor Limits. So yes, let's see what else. Uh, oh, Funkadelics from Bionic Outdoors. Yeah, they sent me some pictures and some other stuff. You guys were smashing pretty good. Uh, let's see. Uh, Billy Holtz in Maine. Uh, he said all I shot was a hooded merganser all season. Oh my God, bro. Sorry about that. Mm. Uh, actually, you know, while we're talking about hooded merganser, those are awesome. I will tell you that we had, uh, my buddy Anthony from Benchmade, his son out like a couple weeks ago when he was up here and he shot, uh, a common merganser. That's like all we had going that morning. Uh, we hunted a new spot. They wanted to try it. They got some permission and I said, yeah, I'll go. I got nothing else to do. Let's go. So ran down there in the morning, and his son shot uh, this common. And I'm telling you what, he when when the dog brought it back and we put it, he he was holding it in the layout blind. <laughs> it looked like a damn penguin, bro. It was that big. I was like, dude, that is a freaking monster. <laughs> I was like, well, we're saving some fish, so we might as well do something. So they're ugly. <laughs> oh my god, just absolutely nasty, old old lawn darts, but. Hey, you got to clear them out. I wish we had some of the states have a, a merganser limit as well, you know, separate from their ducks. That's how Kansas is. Oh man, I love that. Like, I I wish we had that here because I would I would pound those and just get yeah, them I over think with. Yeah, uh, I think it's six commons. And oh my god, two hoodies. I know it's two hoodies. I don't know about the commons. The hoodies are so. You get a nice Drake. That that is just, and the guys who tie flies are just like all about it. They got some great feathers. So I love the hoodies. I love those are so cool. Yeah, so neat. Um, so what are you up to on subscribers? Um, you're up to like ninety k or something, or where are you at? I'm at one hundred three. I Man, think that's awesome. Yeah, hit, that hit the one hundred thousand awesome. milestone before Christmas. So awesome. That was that was pretty cool. That's cool. That's a good deal. Billy Holt said that's how we that's we are here. They get to have an extra five a day on Mergansers. Bro, I would smash the living hell out of them. So yeah. The guys in Oklahoma, you know, they said, Hey, come on down next season. Um, you know, I go down to I got a guy, uh, Tornado Country Outfitters, uh, Evan Stabilitis, who's down there 
and we did cranes a couple years ago, and we shot some ducks and some lessers. Uh, I I would definitely go back down that that way to Oklahoma and Texas to do that again. So we just might we just might make it that way. So uh, yeah. So Levi said, "Tell Josh hi." Adam said, six mergansers in addition to six ducks and three geese in Ohio, but only two can be hooded. I love that. I would smash away the little fish eaters. <laughs> uh, hey, how did your uh, – um, when all the guys came in from all the uh, the collective, how did that go, that hunt with all the other YouTube guys? Dude, it was – the biggest train wreck of a oh. planned hunting trip you could ask for. Oh, man. But that we did sucks. have one good hunt. We shot a seven-man of honkers. Well, so you that know. So kind of lifted the spirits after two days of no birds. Yeah. And, I mean, in Kansas, it's a six-bird honker limit. So we shot 42 honkers by okay. 10 o'clock. You know, that's if that's what you get, that's what you get. You know, especially on planned hunts when you're like, hey, we're going here at a certain time. Uh, oh, Levi said I was there. Good job, bro. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, you get what you get, and it's tough. So, I mean, I mean, what can you do? So, uh, you know, you got to grind at them and get them when you can, and just, you know, it's so hard when you pl- when you put dates on the calendar and you're like, we're going mm-hmm. there because you're gonna get what you get, whether it's seventy degrees or you know, two degrees and iced up, like you're just going to get what you get, which sucks. But it's so hard. I, it is. It is. You try to put everything in your, you know, you try to put everything in your, your plus side, you know, for traveling. Like, Hey, we've been here, you know, countless times at this time of the year, we're going to go again. And you're just, you're still rolling the dice, no matter how much homework you've done and how many times you've been there and everything else. Cause you just don't know what, you know, what you're going to get. So mother oh, nature's, yeah. She is what she is, and that's it. So you can't can't do nothing about it. Is there uh is there anything else happening on your side that's new? Not yet. Okay. No Not new shirts, yet. hats, anything new on the horizon, nothing else. So Well, I do have some big news, but I kinda wanna save that yeah. for save it for a little future. When are you gonna bust that out? Oh, probably close to the end of the month or early February. Are you going to just go on your channel, or where are you gonna where are you gonna blow it up? Yeah, it'll probably go on all my social media outlets and on my YouTube channel. Well, good. Something to look forward to. It's pretty good. That's good. You know what it is. I told you what it is. I don't know nothing, right? Mm. (laughs) Yeah, forget I told you anything, bro. I already forgot. Uh, the guys down at uh, in Oklahoma said we got a fourteen hundred acre ranch, full restaurant, and cabins. You have my email. Make it happen. We can make it happen, bro. I hear you. Brandon Dude, Jarrett I'm said, "I'm on my way right now." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Josh is in the car right now. Brandon said, eight man limited geese. We just don't see the ducks like we used to." Southern PA, bro. I hear you. Grew up in Pennsylvania. I grew up in Northeast, and uh, I mean, we didn't even. Man, the duck hunting was so scarce there, but we, and this was a while ago, this was when I was a a little young, you know, person chasing them, but we used to smash the honkers over there, my God, but yeah, I I would, that is not the place I would go to shoot a pile of ducks, it's a tough one over there, there's no doubt, and I still got a couple buddies over there that, you know, it. you can chase everything over there, I will say that, you can chase ducks and geese, and grouse and pheasants and deer and predators and I mean you name it. Uh, PA is pretty. It's pretty stacked with a lot to do and there's you know there's a fair amount of public. There's a lot of you know I don't want to say a lot of space but there's a lot of woods you can get lost in and stuff like that. So I I I did enjoy that part but I just the duck hunt just killed me there like it just nothing, which sucks. So that's a tough one for me. That's my favorite. So what are you gonna do? So, what? Uh, how are you gonna end the season? You got some. You got some trips, or where are you? What are you doing? Well, I kind of fly by the seat of my pants, honestly. Yeah. <clears throat> but I've got a, a little trip coming up 
not this weekend, but next weekend. That's when the duck season opens back up here. Oh yeah, we're you guys our, got a split. We're in right our now. split right now, so we can't hunt ducks. Yeah. But we'll be going down to some spots that I've really enjoyed hunting, and hopefully we do pretty well down there. But other than that, you know, it's kind of really winding down at this yeah. point. Um, when, hopefully, you get on a few honker hunts in February and right. wrap everything up with a bow. Yeah. When's uh, when's ducks go out there in your in your slot? The thirty first. Oh, you guys got till the thirty first. That's good. So, how what was the split? A week or a little bit more? So our split, it depends on what zone of the state you're in. Mm. So um, we've got the southeast zone and the late zone, which I'm kind of right on the border of each of those. Right, so you do either. Yeah, so the southeast zone closed on the 3rd and opened back up on the 9th. So it's only closed for five days. Yeah. But the the late zone closed on the 3rd, and it'll open back up on the 23rd. Oh my God, that's like three weeks almost for the birds to just get stupid. They get stupid. Oh my God. I remember like probably five years ago or so when we actually had winter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there was about f- five inches of ice on this reservoir that we've, my group hunted pretty much the whole season. And so I was scouting it out and I found these holes that the birds kept open. Oh yeah. And one of the holes was right in front of a blind that we built. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, I mean, five inches of ice, four or five inches, open hole of water that the birds have been using for three weeks. We go in there and just wreck them. It was the coolest thing ever. So if you're ever able to get into a hole that the birds make in the ice, and oh, yeah. it, dude, it is stupid. Well, sure. I mean, you, uh, you know they kept it open there's no pieces of ice that were broke you know what i mean like when when everybody you know smashes a hole or gets the chainsaw out or whatever you get and you do it so and you almost feel bad at that point when that when they're coming back because they they've kept that hole open for however long and now they're going to get smashed you know mm-hmm. yeah but it wasn't very big it was like maybe the size of like four pickups Oh, I bet you that was just, yeah. And that we were shooting teal out of there in January. Oh, listen, we are, it happens every year here, and I tell everybody, like, in January, we get covered in teal. Absolutely covered. And it is the same way right now. So we have a ton of teal here. The mallards are like, I mean, you got to, I mean, they're already pairing up. You got a better shot at, you know, shooting a six by six bull elk in your decoys than shooting mallards right now in some spots. Uh, if you want to find them and chase them and find the little holes and stuff like that, you're going to shoot some. There's no doubt. But if you're just running and gunning and and just going wherever, it's a tough one. So uh, it always is right here at the end. Uh, let's see. Uh, Donald is asking about there's a Ducks Unlimited Duck Expo at the Texas Motor Speedway in April. Yeah, I don't I don't think anything is happening this year until like summer. I, I don't know that for sure. You'd have to check on that. But as far as events and everything else, I think everything has just been like, to be honest, has been like shit canned until like summer, until everybody starts getting vaccines and everything gets freed up and the whole deal. So I don't know. You know, um, Brandon Jarrett is asking, and this is a good one. And I could, I, Brandon, I'm guessing you're from Pennsylvania. Uh, so please send me a text back in the, in the thing. Cause it says, what do you use? <laughs> Cause I say it all the time. What do you think about next, next year's season? Think they're going to change anything. They always change stuff. I don't know. Uh, we've been sitting on one pintail out West here for, I don't know how long for the last couple of years. And we're just full of, uh, full of pintails and it just, uh, Brandon said, yep, Pennsylvania. So, um, what do you see any changes by you, Josh? You think that fish and wildlife will do anything different there? It's really hard to say. Um, I think the biggest thing to change would probably be, uh, season dates, but yeah. duck limits are all set by the federal right. level. Right, so, and then everybody just adapts, right. 
Yeah, everything's been pretty consistent other than uh, Blue Bills went from three to one this year. Oh, wow. That's and wow. That's a that's a huge decrease. Not three to two, three to one. That's. Yeah. Wow. And not being too keen on my divers and hunting big water. Sure. Kinda, yeah, you, you got to watch. Careful. That's right. Um, but yep. other than that, the only other things that have changed over like, the past five or six years has been the pintail. Right. Going down from two to one. Yeah, and we have we have a ton of uh we have a ton of bluebills and divers out this way because of the coast and everything else and, and the Columbia River. So uh we've always been pretty decent on those. I think I think you could shoot three this year. Uh and the numbers are always good on the bluebills here, thank God. Uh but you guys get you guys get a, a few more redheads there than we do. We don't get that many here, so it's it, it, I, I could I could understand you having a, a a rougher time because if you get some redheads and bluebills coming in, I mean they're going to look awfully similar, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's a tough one. Yeah. Um, the guys in Oklahoma are saying mallards are just making it into staying big numbers now. Lots of gadwalls, widgeon, lots of pintails. So yeah, you guys are doing okay. Um, yeah, Anthony in Oregon. Between my group, we only got about 20 to 30 mallards all season. Yeah, it's a tough one, bro. Levi wants to know, what's your favorite hunt in the last two years? That's a good question. Everybody's got that, you know. Let me guess. Levi Uh, was on it with you. I don't know. (laughs) Everything's just kind of mushed together at this point. Really? Oh, yeah. Any any milestones? Like, let's, let's go through that. Like, any milestones this year? Anything you shot anything happen well i've been shooting my 20 gauge that i just got right right i, I saw a that band with my 20 gauge yep you shot a band yeah banded honker oh nice where was that uh where was that from it came from south dakota really all of my goose bands i have are from south dakota That's and so cool. i shot that band um when all my guys were down here oh we had that oh awesome. seven man limit um, and then I shot a band last February and those two bands were banded the same year Neat. and they were banded 22 miles apart. Nice. And nice. the first four numbers are the same. Nice. So I thought that was kind of cool. That is cool. Levi but said you can't kill geese hunt. with a 20 gauge. <laughs> yeah. You sure can, bro. People on the YouTube comment section blew me up really? when they saw me shooting a 20 gauge. Oh yeah. Listen, I've seen guys shoot 10 gauges, 20 gauges, 410s. Like listen, if you can shoot, you can shoot. If you can if you can kill something with a shotgun and it's your shotgun, like you're not missing because it doesn't matter what gauge it is. I've seen I used to have an old guy in the duck club uh here by me. He shot a side-by-side 20 gauge. Uh I think it had think it had a i think it had 30 inch barrels and he would shoot um i think he was shooting i don't know if he was shooting bismuth or something because it was an old old shotgun and he would smash with that gun so you know if you're dialed in doesn't matter you're dialed in i think I think I'm shooting better with my 20 gauge than I ever did with my 12. And it, it absolutely could be. If you're if you're more comfortable and you're dialed in and your confidence is high, doesn't matter. Well, I think one thing that is like a little bit better with the 20 gauge is you get a little little less recoil. Mm-hmm. You can get on target so a little bit better. You're able to get that second shot mm-hmm. off a lot quicker and yep. be more accurate with it. Yep. Uh, I've had a lot of doubles with that 20 gauge. Well, then, you, I mean, you could stay on target with it. You know what I mean? There's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. It's a lot lighter, too. Um, Casey uh, wants to know, where was your band from in South Dakota? I guess he's from up there. Uh, shoot, I, I don't know off the top of my head. It's it's in the eastern part of South Dakota. I know that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, the, uh, the stuff that the, we had a band... The Duck Club this year was from Fairbanks, Alaska. That's the first. That's the first Alaska band I've seen in my life out here, and 
as soon as I saw that, that happen, that was in November too. That was early. I just saw another one. Somebody posted up uh, out here on one of the Oregon forums that, uh, or pages that, uh, that they shot a band from Alaska. And I was like, man, what the hell? Like, I haven't seen a band from Alaska in forever. And now all of a sudden, a, a couple of them pop up. And that just seems really off to me and wild. So, you know, I don't know. That's a that's a wild one. So, um, here's a question. Uh, Anthony wants to know, how many decoys do you normally run on public marsh hunts? I'll let, I'll let you answer, and then I'll answer too, because he's out this way. So, what do you usually run? And that's if so, you're not doing the kayak or the boat. You know what I mean? Okay, so if I'm just walking into a spot? Yeah, let's start there. So, if I'm just walking into a spot, I like to take one to two dozen decoys. So um, I had a walk-in hunt a few weeks ago where I put in my sled just a dozen of the flocked head live mallards. Mm -hmm. And then if I'm going for numbers, I take the last passes and put two dozen in my sled. Right. So you could put a lot in there, right? Because they're smaller. Yeah. What do you run in? I don't like to pack too many because it just gets to be heavy. Yeah. What are you running in the, in the kayak or the, um, what's the other boat you got now? The, um, Oh, the beaver tail one. Yeah. The beaver tail one with the motor. Um, usually two dozen is in my there. go-to yeah. most of the places I go. Um, I have been doing four dozen. I put my sled behind my boat and tow it. Oh yeah. I saw that. Take a lot more decoys. I saw that. Those sleds are so handy, bro. They are so handy. This is, this is my first season using one. Oh, it changes it's your life, like doesn't night it? Night and day. Yeah, changes your life, especially when you could tow it behind the boat. Because I know, because I don't have a mud motor, so we chopped. Uh, so we have uh, like Marsh Rat is a big uh, boat company out here. They've always been like they from Oregon, the whole deal. So it's layout boat, same style with you know the doors and the whole deal, the eliminator, you know covers and the whole deal. So uh, we chopped some trolling motors and. Uh, we just used the trolling motors and made a motor mount and I'll tell you what, and I made a hook off the back of mine to tow the sled and oh my God, it just makes life so much easier. So yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Cause then you don't have to pile everything in the boat. You know, you have a whole other option for all the decoys and everything you want to take. Yeah. Yeah. I've just learned not to put too many in the sled. Otherwise it'll start taking on water. and sink. Correct. Correct. So yeah, no, that's, that's awesome um you know listen as far as uh, you know marsh hunts here you know you got to be you got to be aware of the time of year here uh because we're getting like right now you know teal widgeon pintails you know and the spoonies will be thick here right now so i mean you know my january set is obviously different than my november set and it starts to change in December where we're starting to get a lot of pintails. So you then you start moving that way with all the white and kind of get away from all the mallards and, and all the brown. And then we, the, the widgeons start getting here thick. And like I said, now it's the teal and pintails and widgeon and spoonies. So, and it's like, if you're going to put some mallards out, like I'm going to put a, ma- a pair of mallards, like all the way to the right or another pair all the way over there. Like it, it's like, if you're putting out, like four dozen mallards, like I hope you scouted and there was a pile of mallards. So, you know, that's the other thing. Just kind of, you know, just kind of put out what you're seeing, you know. And if you hunt a place like if, if Anthony, if you're hunting like Savi Island or a management area or something else like that, if you're hunting the same spot, you know, if it's thick with this or one of the units has a, a pile of spoonies or there's some divers or whatever, like just try to match it. I mean, that's the I mean, that's the best way to do it, no matter no matter where you are, what state or what what area i mean that always that still holds true i've never done that you've never done that no i've always just used mallard decoys well early season i'll throw some teal out there well you guys are in a different slot you know what i mean like you know there's everywhere no matter what state you go to well i i stand corrected (laughs) i've never thought about that but i could see how that can make a difference i mean you guys are i mean you guys are lucky there to have like okay, if I was going um, to uh, Eastern Washington, if I was going to Tri Cities, like where Bill Saunders is and Mike Franklin is with Pacific Wings, like if I was going over there, I would put out 
all mallards. You know what I mean? Because if you mm-hmm. shoot if you shoot a widgeon or a pintail in the properties that those guys have, like that's a big deal. You know what I mean? Like that's like, oh, mm-hmm. we shot some other birds. Like, ooh. Uh, if I was going like on the Snake River somewhere in Idaho, you know, we'd probably put out all mallards and maybe a couple widgeon if we wanted to shoot widgeon or if we didn't care. So, I mean, there's, there's, you know, out here is like, you just don't know what's going to happen. I mean, we could go, I mean, we can go out a hunt and shoot, you know, if you wait it out and do whatever. I mean, if you and a, I mean, you could do it yourself. If you wanted to shoot seven different birds uh, and you had a decent day, you could absolutely make it happen here. So, uh, I mean, we're fortunate enough that way to do it. So, you know, we got to kind of pay attention to what's, what's in the area here. Um, this Funkadelic said, bring the coots. The coots doesn't matter the spread. You got to have the coots. I agree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, I agree on that. So that's, that's, uh, good to know some, you know, listen, and if you mix the coots, there's been some shoots where it's like, if you had a pile of coots out and then a couple of widgeon decoys, you would smash them. You would smash all the birds. You know what I mean? Uh, because that happens out here where the coots just get so thick that it's just, I don't know. It's overrun. Do you guys get that, that amount of coots over there or no on the management uh, areas or anywhere? We- we do like in the early part of the season, but usually by November you're not seeing too many. Kids They're gone around here. Yeah, they get on the bus and go more south because I they don't fly. They just get on a bus and go. We've talked about that forever. <laughs> That's how they get down here from Canada because all of a sudden, like one day, there's no coots, and then the next day there's like a hundred, two hundred coots, and you're like, they didn't fly. I've never seen one fly past forty yards, so I'm not buying it. So, uh, the guys in Oklahoma, they said, uh, they run them for contrast and confidence. I agree. I agree. If you got a pile of, if you got a pile of coots, there's no doubt to run them. So it just makes it more, more realistic because on some of the management areas here, we just get, we just get piled up there. Donald's talking about coots in Texas. They got them all season. So yeah, there's definitely some places where, you know, you can invest you know, in coot decoys or, you know, like I tell guys, like, you know, who's got old decoys sitting in their shop or garage? Everybody. Just flat black rattle can some, and if you really want to get cool and put something on the bill, go for it. But, you know, if you got old decoys, you want to make some coots, go and do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you do the same thing for divers. Oh, my God, yeah. Are you kidding me? You know, rattle can black, rattle can white. <laughs> Doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It does yeah. not matter. We've we've done it before, and uh, oh my god, like it's you know, especially oh my god, especially at the duck club. Like if there's old decoys, it's getting it's getting rattle can blacked, and it's getting rattle can white, and it goes in a pile in the summer. Forget it. I'm not I'm not messing and painting stuff over. Um. Since we're talking decoys, what uh, what have you used this year out of the FA stuff that you that that is new or that you enjoyed or any of the gear? Because I'll give you kind of my my top picks of what I used, and I, you know I'm not going to sit here and just tell tell everybody everything's awesome. I'm just saying what I used that I was really happy with this year. So what about you? I've been using the live mallards the last pass mallards yep. and the hd honkers the most gotcha absolutely love the last pass mallards yeah i was you... kind of skeptical about them at first because they were kind of small they are small. but after after putting them in my kayak and hiking in with them i mean yep. they're just worth their weight in gold yeah and you know the thing that we were trying to do there is you know, you, you have to have some kind of economy mallard that's price conscious. You know what I mean? You just have to. Mm-hmm. And, but we wanted to do something different where, you know, we really did the paint job really well because usually on the inexpensive mallards, you get like that, that nasty green head that's just, I don't know where that color came from. So, 
we just didn't want to do that. So I think we accomplished that. So we did really good. The hands look good. The color on the drakes just look fantastic. And, you know, if anybody's going to complain about the size, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. We're just trying to hit like a really good price point. And like you said, be able to buy a bunch and use them as fillers, use them, you know, to run numbers, get somebody started in the sport, like whatever, and just kind of give you your money's worth and get you something, you know, that looks decent. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, I've been running those, I've been running those when I'm not in the boat, I've been running those, I've been running the live mallards painted, uh, and I've been running the, uh, the last pass floaters the Canada floaters, I've been running those and I'm really happy with those, the way they look. And I got the flocked head ones, which sold out super quick and just everybody went, you know, nuts for those. So, uh, those I've been using. And then, like I said, in the boat, it is strictly fully flocked mallards in the boat. And I, I have some older pintails, FA pintails and some older FA widgeon, um, that I'll, I'll end up using just to kind of, you know, sprinkle it in. But yeah, nothing but fully flocked in the boat because it's just if if I got to put the boat on the water and we're we're going that hardcore, then I got to make it count. So I I want to run the fully flocks in the boat. So that's uh that's just been good for me. Here's a couple uh, couple other questions. Uh, these guys throw about a dozen and a half mallards, some teal. And the mojos, of course. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is cool. Adam said, I hunted with a guy the other day that had old wood duck decoys and he painted them uh, and flocked them like hooded mergansers. That's cool. I bet you those actually look good. I'd like to see a picture of those. That was probably good. Uh, Funkadelic wants to know, is there new releases coming in 21? Uh, yes. There is a lot coming in 21. Like, I don't want to shake anything up, but I, you are gonna, um, I think you, I think we'll blow your mind in 21. I'm pretty, I mean, you've seen a couple of the things. I, I think I'm pretty, I think I'm being, being pretty, uh, humble right now saying that the stuff that we have coming in 21 is going to be pretty badass is what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. So, um, and there's a lot coming. There's decoys coming. There's going to be some new clothing and listen, we'll, we'll put it up here and when stuff comes in, we'll just get right on it. So just hang and we'll let you know when we're going to release some stuff. Uh, Greg said in Arkansas, it's mallards and wood ducks in the woods. There's no doubt. And then a mixed bag in open water. Absolutely. Uh, there's no doubt. Uh, the guys in Oklahoma said flocked, flocked head live series. Yeah. Live series. Lacey said live series. Uh, they look good. Yeah. Uh, impressed on the paint on the live series and the silhouettes. Uh, they've been doing good with those. Uh, the FA silhouettes, HD honkers, Greg said are awesome. There's no doubt. Like for the money on those HD honkers, it's stupid. Like that is a crazy good deal. So, um, this guy, uh, Kyle said that we stopped selling snow socks. Actually, bro, there was a, um, there was a small patent design on the socks that nobody knew about. And we just found that out last year. So we had to sell the rest of the socks and we're working on some new ones. So yeah, <clears throat> just, just hang tight. So, uh, uh, and we'll we'll get there. Levi said, "I want to see some one piece geese." Okay, just hang in there, bro. There's going to be a lot coming, so believe me, twenty one should be a pretty cool year for for us and getting some neat stuff. Have we you... just got the Go the new lessers? Yeah, we out. we did get the new lessers. We have a new head connection on that, uh, and a new stake system. So we got lots coming. So I'm pretty excited. I was I was really excited about the specs this year and the way the specs looked. Both the painted Dude, and the flocked have been just dirty. They look good. Yeah. The snows look good, too. The snows do look good. We're pretty... I'm pretty happy with those and what's going on, so... Um, 
Let's see. Was it Paradox of Pulse? Oh, here we go. So, ah, the guy's uh, Funkadelic has caught on to the the, uh, middle, the center attach point of the decoys. And I'm trying to think if I have one here. Let me see. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hmm. Tell me more. I got one. Hold on. I got one. Ugh. Uh, so you're not supposed to see this decoy, but there's the keel and you can see the center point down here. There's a center point on the keel that's back a certain amount, a certain amount of inches. And you can see it, this one here in the middle. If you tie it off there, um, it gives you in a current or in some wind current mostly is the best. It will it will ride the decoy left and right really really good. Um, I have a couple videos that I took on the river, uh, but it was super foggy, so I might just put that up so guys can see it. But man, they were just they were just swimming left and right and just going. And 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 I've been hooking mine here in the middle for a long time. Like uh, when I was making decoys. You know, we had a we. I had an exact spot measurement that I would come back, and I never even drilled a front one. I would come back like three and a half inches, and that was my first hole, and that's always where my hole was. So when I was when I was doing decoys, that's what we would do. So there was no um, there was no front anchor point. So I've been hip to that one for a long time. So I'm glad I'm glad some guys are uh, are are getting into that. That makes a huge difference on the river. Uh, or some current and some wind. Um, Greg from Arkansas said he's enjoying the dog vest. That's cool. I'm on my second one. The dog has just ripped it to all living hell. It's been pretty rough. So new pup, he's in everything. So um, let's see. Anthony said he spent the season experimenting with different shot shells and ammo. Um, What... um, what are you shooting, Josh? What's your what's your setup? So your twenty gauge and then what? I've been shooting three inch, seven eighths ounce, two shot. Two shot from gotcha. Federal. Gotcha. Which Federal? The Speed Shock or yeah, yeah, the Speed Shock. Yeah, dude, it's just I think it it patterns great. I've never patterned it, but I think it just patterns awesome out of my gun. Well, so I need to get out and see what it looks like. Yeah, I mean, so so Anthony, so I I have shot the same thing year after year. It is uh, the Patternmaster decoy tube and Federal Speed Shock uh, three inch number twos, and they're going fourteen fifty. Uh, and I believe they're. Let me look. There's a box on the floor. I believe it's one and an eighth. Yeah, it's one and an eighth, and it's. Yeah, 1550. I was off a minute. I don't know. I don't look at the box anymore. I don't even, I just know when I order them what I order. So, um, and I, I'm just so used to that load. I don't change. Uh, I don't change at all for anything. I'll change my pattern master if I'm, if we're going to shoot like late season honkers or late season bigger geese. Uh, I'll go up to maybe the duck tube or a mid range tube, but that's about it. I don't, I don't change anything else. I just kind of stick to that program and it, you know, like, you know, just like you're saying with the 20 gauge, if you are in your rhythm and you're feeling good and confident, then it's lights out. Then you just feel it, you know? Yeah. I was shooting some different shells, um, over the weekend and I shot maybe six times. I threw that box back in my bag and pulled out the federals. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, it was it was chip shots, and I wasn't hitting them. I think it was because it was going like 1,300 feet per second right? instead of 1,550. Yeah. Yeah, any change, any change in your speed, you know, is going to throw you off on your lead. There's no doubt. So, um, uh, Anthony said he's shooting a Winchester uh, SXP. 
gun wise doesn't matter. I will tell you the choke matters and the ammo matters. And if you're not dialed in or the only thing I'll tell you, if you're not dialed in or sold on a choke tube or a ammunition, figure out what you want to do. You could always shoot uh, more expensive ammunition and just shoot a regular choke tube. Or you can shoot like a pattern master and, you know, not as expensive ammo. You know what I mean? Like that Federal Speed Shock, I mean, they did some crazy sales this fall. was nuts. So, I mean, they're out of their minds <laughs> on what they were selling it for with the rebate. So... Uh, and I, I went that route because I believe in the pattern master. I mean, I've been shooting that forever and I won't change that and I stick with that. So then I just make sure I, I pattern and I shoot it and I get used to it and that's all I shoot. So I would do that. I would do that this summer if you're not sold on anything and figure out what you want to do. Um, tried the, Anthony said, I tried the Migra on the last hunt. It felt like I was shooting blanks. You know, have you heard... I, I don't know. I've I saw a couple posts of people shooting like the 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 Migra or the Boss and and like the pellets just breaking in half. Have you seen that? I've never seen pellets breaking in half. Yeah, they were like they were like pulling them out of the birds and they were like cracked in half or they were in half or whatever and I was like I don't know. So listen, I'm not I'm not that saying must be because they're they're a bismuth load. Right, it's softer. So I yeah, and, and I'm not crack. correct, and I'm not saying anything about Migra or Boss, whether it's good or bad or indifferent. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying that's what I saw. I didn't read the whole thing, so uh, Levi said that was Boss. So there it is. So I don't know the whole story. So you just do your own research. I'm out of the research game. I know what I use and what I like. Anthony, what pattern master do you have? Tell me which one you have, and if you you because everything's going to react to different ammo and different stuff but i would take that tube that you have and i would shoot it this summer i would pattern it i would also pattern it on the water meaning that shoot a jug or something on the water so you can see where your center is because guys just want to put it on paper uh i say shoot something on the water so you can see what's going on um uh, Zach said business have a tendency to break. So that's why they played it with copper. Agreed. That's what I said. I'm out of that. I don't need to do the expensive stuff. <laughs> so, you know, when guys come over here, they're like, you're letting me shoot black cloud. I'm like, yeah, why here? You shoot the black cloud. I'll shoot the speed shock. And I go, no, 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 no. <laughs> you shoot the black cloud. I'm shooting the speed shock. I'm dialed in with speed shock and my pattern master. You shoot the black cloud with whatever else you got going on. I'm good. So yeah, you know, I'm dialed in. I don't have to do any more research. I don't have to go pattern every year. I don't have to do that. Done it. Sold. No more nonsense for me. So, um, so that's it. Um, so you're going to pop some big news at the end of the month here. So guys need to be looking out on, uh, Josh's pages, check outdoor limits, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel and check them out on the social media pages. Anything else you want to plug or put up or anything? I don't think so. Yeah, we could do this again, bro. We got lots we got lots to talk about as we keep moving with FA forward and, and lots going on. So there'll be lots to do. So, and lots yeah, to talk about. Yeah. So we'll get Hey, keep me updated on uh, what's going on in the travels and everybody out there that's watching or listening or participating, check out Joss's page and uh, go follow him, go like his pages and uh, you know, do your, do your duty as a good waterfowler to support other waterfowlers because that's what you're supposed to do instead of bash yeah, them make, make, and all that yeah. kind of crap. Yeah. And make sure to uh, send us some photos of using the FA stuff. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Uh, like some of the guys have sent some stuff in, like feel free, just, just hammer us. And if, if you DM us or do something or just send us, I'll, I'll give you an email to send the stuff to. I did that the other day uh, with Funkadelic, uh, and those cats. So just, you know, feel free to 
if you want to send us and you're using stuff, it doesn't matter what it is, you know, you know, make sure, just like you said, send us some pictures. We'll, if they're good, we'll throw them up on, you know, one of our pages or platforms and we'll get you going and that, that'd be great. So yeah, I appreciate it. So, all right, Josh, bro, have fun the rest of the season, bro. Enjoy it. Cause we'll be crying in about two months. <laughs> will do you too, man. <laughs> all right. Hey, I'll talk to you soon. All right, sounds good. All right, bud. Appreciate it. Yep, thanks. All right, bye. All right. All right, that was Josh, Outdoor Limits. So make sure you go over and like his pages and subscribe. The YouTube channel is cool. Uh, happy rest of the season. Keep your waders dry. I agree, Donald. Thank you. I do. Thanks, Corey. Appreciate it, bro. We're trying to keep it going. So like I said, everybody that uh, has jumped on and, and uh, helps this thing go and, and supports Final Approach, you know, it's it's federal. It's uh, Rob at Ranchland Outfitters up in uh, in Canada. It's uh, it's Mossy Oak. It's uh, you know, Sport Dog has helped us this year. I've had a you know, Jet is my new pup, and we're going on. Uh, we're at eleven months right now, and he's he's very birdie, and that's a whole other conversation. His intensity level is through the roof. It's like trying to keep a you know, a Lamborghini on the road, on an icy road is what it, it's what it kind of, it kind of sounds like and is like right now. So, uh, as, uh, of course, Pattermaster who helps us out and loophole and, uh, my buddies at Benchmade, Anthony and those guys. So, uh, yeah, so appreciate it. Uh, if there's anything you want to check out on us, hit us at the website, fabrand.com. You can check Roger's sporting goods for the sales, which they run crazy sales, uh, they had a blowout sale a couple weeks ago. That was nuts. So just keep looking up on uh, on there for anything happening. And like I said, if you got questions, comments, or anything going on, uh, hit us up and uh, just let us know. We'll try to help you out if you got problems, issues, questions, or you just want to share some stories and whatever. We'll take it. We're uh, we're nuts like the rest of you guys. So and gals. So we appreciate it. All right. FA podcast. That's it for, uh, the 13th of January. Appreciate everybody checking in and doing their thing and, uh, talk to you guys soon. Appreciate it.